Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Winning Cures Everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in, welcome in. Wednesday, April 15th, Tax Day, or at least former Tax Day edition of the show. I'm Gary. I'm Chris. And we are talking a whole lot of football today along with some MMA. Uh, The quarantine finally got to me. It finally, finally got me. I have not showered today. I've had no time to do anything. I woke up a little late. I didn't get up in time to work out. I had the boy for a little while this morning by myself. My wife had some work stuff she had to get done. Uh, I had to run to the grocery store and stand in line and whatnot. And it has been, I haven't caught up. I still had not caught up. Hey, have you had one of those days yet? Oh, today, no. No, today That's- I woke up, got a job started. The job, the job that we're working on today, I, I literally can hit a golf ball from my house to that house. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just it's it, gorgeous outside. Just easy, easy, smooth sailing day for me. I will be on the back porch with a cigar and another one of these bourbon drinks. Uh, today's drink, by the way, Benchmark 8, $10 bottle. Uh, you mix it up with some uh, with some water. You do about half and half. Pretty smooth, pretty smooth. Michael already jumped in on Twitch, said, what's up, fellas? What's up, Michael? How you doing out in Denver or the Denver area? I don't know if he's actually in Denver, but he's a Broncos guy. No, we're so, not in Memphis, but we say that. Exactly. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're in Memphis. We'll say we're in Memphis. So we'll say he's in Denver. How's that? Uh, yeah, no, it is gorgeous outside. It's uh, absolutely beautiful here in the Bluff City area. But we are going to sit inside and we're going to talk some football today. Let's go ahead and jump into the first main topic here. We, again, are curating different ideas, right? And Chris sent me a text this morning with a wonderful idea about not where we think the, the you top... You a million mock yeah. graphs, okay? Yeah, they, we're, not, we're not mocking anything. We're going to talk about where we want the top five or six wide receivers to go in this year's draft, where we think they will fit better, where we would like to see them play, et cetera. I think this is the uh, most fun wide receiving group that we've seen ever come out of college. I think this is better than the Odell-Landry um, draft. I, I think that draft was pretty damn incredible for wide receivers. Yep. I really fully believe this one. The only way we're getting a lot of busts come out of here is if you just go to – now, here's the problem. These guys aren't going to go where we want them to go. Somebody's yeah. going to go to the Jets, and somebody's going to be a bust. Yes. Because they suck. Yeah. They're just really bad. I heard numbers today that offensively, the Jets, there are only 32 teams, and there are like, I don't know, 19 different metrics offensively you can measure a team. They weren't better than 28th in anything. <laughs> and Adam Gase is supposed to be the, like this like offensive, offensive guru. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. How many, how many careers has Peyton Manning made? Really? 
Really? Uh, How many people have lived off the jock of that guy? Well, I mean, but at the same time, you can say that about Tom Brady. You can say that about, you know, but but more so Manning because Manning himself, what, he was his own coach, right? Like, he handled everything himself. So here's the problem with Tom. Who's the one guy that really got just stupid crazy paid by a lot of different people was Charlie Weiss. Yeah, that's what that's exactly who I was going to say. After Charlie Weiss, nobody else got that. Bill O'Brien got his NFL hit. Because of what he did at Penn State. What he did at Penn He took over. Listen, we mock Bill, but I'm going to tell you this. What he took over and was able to accomplish at Penn State if you can remember back that far, and that was really impressive. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're right. There's no amount of money or anything that would make me want to take that job or walk into that situation, and he did it. He did it with class. He he, and he, he, he didn't win a lot, but he was more everything. successful than anybody expected him to be. Uh, we oh got Ryan God, that jumped in on YouTube. He successful yeah. there. Oh, he yeah. totally crippled them with scholarship restrictions. And, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. No, but it, it, he, he was – Eight and four, seven and five, you know, six he and five, whatever. Stability to a but it was place stability. that I thought the NCAA was going to bring to their knees. Yes, that right? is true. And to win eight games there in in the mark of that, that's amazing. Yes, it most certainly is. It most so. certainly is. Uh, Ryan Barron, new follower on YouTube, jumped in. He said, "What's good?" Uh, Michael said he uh, he was born and raised in Denver, but uh, lives in Cali temporarily. <laughs> So, oh. uh, and then Matt, of course, it, that's that's what he said. I don't know what that means. He's locked down there. We're on vacation. They it's, locked the city we, down. So we quarantined. <laughs> we quarantined in Cali. All right, we. I've got six wide receivers that I'm going to talk about today. How many oh, you got? got? Five. I just did the top five. Now, and here's the thing: my top five and your top. I would be It'll shocked be different. if my five are not in yours. There were two others that I thought about finding a place for, but at some point in time, I got to. So I tried to do this to where. Could it realistically be possible for them to land here? So, like, if somebody doesn't have a first-round pick or a second-round pick, then I'm thinking these guys aren't going there. But I guess okay. somebody could trade up. So, there are no rules. Where do you want them to go? That's fine. I will uh, I will start us off since I have six, so I can start okay. and end. Uh, before we do that, Ryan said, uh, who do you want the Patriots to select? I'm hoping for Kenneth Murray. He, we know you're a big Pats fan. Just – you got any ideas for uh, for the 20-whatever You know pick? what? It, they're drafting a little earlier than they usually draft. Mid, what is it, 21st mid, or 23rd? Tw- mid-20s. I think it's – I thought it was like 25, but I could be wrong. I think, I, I think I it's like 23rd. I close attention to it. Either way. He, 23rd. He wants, yep, sorry. 23rd. I have it okay. pulled up, which is why I was able to scroll through it real quick. Um, 23rd. In all honesty – it's the boring pick, but I think the offensive linemen coming out of this year's draft are better than they've been in a long, long time. And and I would like an O-line. I know that's boring. If I could do anything, I'd take one of these receivers to, to pair with, you know, maybe Nikhil Harry. If it's Bill, he's going to take some DB. Whoever the smallest DB is, he's just going to draft that guy. <laughs> Probably and Trayvon there's a, and there's a 30% chance that nobody knows that guy's name in three months. I mean, yeah. Really. That's just – Bill's kryptonite is, is A, he's he's actually not good at – he's not good at drafting at all. <laughs> he, he just doesn't like college kids, and he's not great at – look at his drafts. Oh, no, I, mean, I, look I, I at, know. Look at his first and second round picks. Like, the fact that he finds diamonds in the rough late are great, but the only reason he's able to do that is because he gets so many bites at the apple. Every year, the Patriots have more picks than almost anybody else. Yeah, they got the compensatory stuff. Yeah, and he's just all about, give me 100 bites at the apple and I'll find a guy. When everybody else says, give me the blue chip guy. And it's, as a fan, it's the one thing now, you go to nine Super Bowls, you win six of them. It's really hard to pitch about things. I get this it. This is true. This is but it true. is the one thing that's frustrating as hell is because you can't get excited about a draft. No, I never yeah. get excited about a draft. We drafted, you know, uh, uh, Gil Harry know. last year, and and you were stoked I was super about. Pumped. It. Yeah, I was pumped. I was crazy pumped because I thought big, tall, fast receiver, and then I realized, oh yeah, we took the one guy who played in the Pac-12 and can't be healthy. Yeah. Yeah. So, A, he never had a good cover corner guard him his entire life, and he's not really healthy. 
True. True. Jesus Christ. All right, let me let me start this thing off. Uh, I have none of these going to the Patriots, by the way. FYI, ne- neither do I. I and tried I to not be a homer or the Browns. I I, I looked for uh, a combination of best fit and where I would like for them to I, to play. I, I, right? I want I want a fun situation, yes. and I have reasons for all of them. So go ahead, fire away. Number one for me, I've got Jerry Judy. Okay. okay. I've got Judy going to the Raiders. Now, I've seen Jets. I've seen Raiders. I've seen uh, drop into the Broncos. I've seen him go into the 49ers. Da, 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 da. I think you pair him in that Raiders offense. They don't have a a good all-around route-running receiver on the Raiders, right? He can do what Antonio Brown really should have been able to do last year. And I think that a receiver like that can make Derek Carr or Marcus Mariota that much better. I think the Raiders can be a ton of fun with Judy and Josh Jacobs, who they got last year, along with Hunter Renfro and, and whatever. Uh, I think Judy would make the Raiders way more fun. So that's that's who I hope uh, he ends up going to. So you're going to see a pattern of mine is I, I went a little the rich get richer and the poor get bored in this. <laughs> okay, okay. And, and I also went complimentary if you're big time – guy i'll just start i'll just start and we'll, we'll kind of get there yeah so the first guy i went with and this is no real order this is just the literally the order that uh cbs has these guys in okay and that's just a little like, this is not who i think is the best whatever cd lamb i i like him going to the panthers listen <laughs> joe joe brady gets to ride the offense and teddy bridgewater gets to take over a team with already dj moore curtis samuel and if you were to throw CeeDee Lamb on there, just strength on strength, they've locked up McCaffrey for the rest of his life. Like, that used to be a defensive football team. We thought of the Panthers, and we thought oh, yeah. Cam Newton, a couple of pieces on offense, but a hard-nosed Ron Rivera coach defensive football team. Even before Ron Rivera, it was John Fox, and it was, you know, just that kind of football. Man, I, I say let's throw the past out. And let's go forward. Let's go all in on offense, strength on strength. Yeah. We got three receivers and McCaffrey. All the toys that Brady and and um, and Bridgewater could want. And, and and let's let a rip tater chip. Let's go fast and let's let's spread it out and go wild. I uh, I have the Panthers with somebody else. We will get to them here in just a little okay. bit. Uh, I've got Ceedee Lamb at number two, going to the 49ers. Uh, he is a Speedster, he can also uh, run and cre- He, I think he and Jerry Judy combined are are the two best all-around receivers in this draft. They can run incredible routes. They can catch the deep ball. They can block. They Now, the what CeeDee Lamb may have over Jerry Judy is he's a little bit bigger, and he's got a little more weight on him. Um, I... I like him with the 49ers. I think that he oh, in that, that offense. Oh, could you imagine uh well, Shanahan? So I, have, I have somebody else. It's hard. Let's so let's try to make this more of a conversation. Okay. You brought up the 49ers. I don't have the 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 Raiders and anything. So let's kind of play off this. I have rugs going there. Okay. For for kind of the same reasons, Debo Samuel is your the the utility knife of wide receivers. Right. He's a but he's not a number guy. one. He can do anything. Oh, I think he is a number one. By the way, I, absolutely. So? I absolutely. I, I think, think he's the he utility is. knife. I, I think but that he's he, more dangerous. But he can run every you know. route when you've got a guy that can run every route and run it from any position on the field as a skill player. What do you need to open that guy up? You need straight line speed to take the top off the defense, so that guy can that guy can free up everything. You can't guard all of that. Kyle Shanahan's brain. You give them a rip away speed guy with with to pair with Debo, man. I, I, would, I would love love that. I, I mean, if they I could, if they I got CD, that. obviously. Well, I mean, it's not like CD slow. Like he, I think he, he CD's better than Rugs. I do think I'm with you. I think he's the most complete wide receiver in this draft. I, I'm along and, the same lines as you, by the way, with Debo. Um, yeah. But I think CD as your as your number one takes a little more focus off of Debo and allows him even more space to work with. Like, I, I yeah. think it's you have to focus on C.D. Lamb with your number one corner. And anybody else you got on the field is not going to be able to keep up with Debo either. 
So I, I no. think CD. And then you, and then you, and then you have the size, strength factor of Kittle. Yeah. Oh that, Lord, yeah. That nobody else could really hang with. That I would mean, be. Ridiculous. That would make them so. Un- I really want them with the assets they have in this draft. I really want them to take one of these wide receivers. I oh, really yes. do. They've got the picks to do it. Like that's not one of those things where well, they just competed for a Super Bowl. Probably none of these guys are going to fall that far, or, or none of the top guys are going to fall that. No man, they've they're picking early, brother. I don't. Yeah. Where are they at? Yeah, I think thirteen. Is that right? Yeah, I think you're right. They've got Indianapolis. It was before the top. It was in the top fifteen. Yeah, thirteen. That's it. You're right. They 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 had Indy's Indy's pick. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. They just got the defensive player. They traded that guy away. Ford. Yep. So Michael, he said, I don't trust Jimmy G, but Lamb and Sam Fran would be dangerous for sure. Who uh who was who's your number? Jimmy's just fine. We, so we did Jerry Judy, we did C D Lamb. Who's uh who's your second guy? I did I did Rugs at the 49ers. So okay, so that was Rugs and the 49ers. I, well, let's stay on Rugs then for a minute. Okay, so I, you give me your Rugs. I want Rugs to go to the Eagles. I think him and All Doug right. Peterson's offense, um, he could be he could turn Peterson's offense into what Kansas City is doing. Now Carson Wentz, not exactly the same quarterback as Patrick Mahomes, but uh you get a speedster like that. You got a Tyreek Hill type. You got a uh, and and Rugs I think is a better route runner than Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill and Miko Hardman are speedsters, right? They they can fly. We know that Rugs can fly, but he can also. Um, I mean, he can, he can do everything, right? Rugs is is really good. He's not as good as Judy, but he's one A one B type, right? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think I think if Rugs could. If, if somehow the Eagles could find a way to get him, uh, I think he would make their their offense that much better. So my only knock on that, my only issue and, and, and counter to that is, is I don't I don't believe that that's Peterson's offense. I, I think that that was Frank Wright's offense. Uh, yeah, totally possible. That's, that's the problem is because ever since Frank Wright left for the Colts in that Super Bowl, that offense is not what. But Not they also lost a lot of guys, right? And that happens after every Super Bowl, typically. Does, but, uh, but but they they don't have it. They don't great, have any speed. Great guys. offensive minded coaches figure ways out to make things happen, and they True. offensively they have been stuck in the mud for two years. Yeah, I, I don't think that changes. I would not want one of these guys to go to an offense like that. I don't think that's fun. That that scares me. Um, so let me tell you where I got Judy going. Okay. okay? You've already hit him. I'll go ahead and hit him, and we'll we'll get that one out of the way. Strength on strength, baby. Arizona Cardinals. Just don't, listen. You got a lot of holes. Your defense <laughs> sucks. Who cares if you're gonna bring Cliff Kingsbury in to run a Pac-12 Big 12 offense? He ain't care about defense. Yeah, give him some strength weapons. on strength. Double down. You got you got at least one more year of Larry Fitzgerald to teach these boys something. You, you pair him. With Deshaun Hopkins and and Kyler Murray uh, and let's let's go. That would be the most ridiculous lineup of wide receivers. Who cares? I, the I defense ever sucks. It's okay. It'll be all right. You still got Patrick Peterson back there. We're fine. Put right? a lot of points up. Patrick Peterson getting old. Man, listen, I love Patrick. He's a little long in the tooth for DB. You got that right. You got that Ooh. right. All right. So number four for me. Okay. Your boy, Justin Jefferson. I got him going to the Panthers. Okay, I, that would be fun. That listen, he had Joe Brady yeah. getting him. Yeah, Joe Brady getting him. He he led the in uh, uh, led college football in receptions last year. Had over what fifteen hundred receiving yards. Just ridiculous touchdowns. He could do everything. And I, on top of that, as a covered receiver, he caught a higher percentage of passes than anybody else in the country. Even if you've got him covered in the NFL, I still think he's going to be able to catch passes. I think Teddy, I've already told you this. I think Teddy Bridgewater is going to be able to do a lot of the same things that Joe Burrow uh, did at LSU. I agree with that. I think Jefferson in that offense, you've already seen him do it with Joe Brady. I think this would be fantastic for him. Uh, Obviously, they've already got great receivers there. You toss one more. I mean, good gracious. Joe Brady has just a plethora of stuff to work with. I think he'd be great with the Panthers. So I think I think Jordan Jeff, uh, Justin Jefferson is, I think he's the best route runner in this draft, and he's one of the best route runners to ever come out of college to be as crisp and as precise, know every, be able to run them all. <clears throat> his his cuts are as just sharp as everybody's. Um, 
I got him going to the Seahawks. I, I listen, Russell Wilson, D, you got the big monster with yeah, you the got straight DK away Metcalf. speed of DK Metcalf that could just go up and get it. You know, you put a guy like Justin Jefferson in that offense, and Russell Wilson hasn't ever had two receivers of that caliber in his life. Okay. Yeah, that's I true. I mean, he had Baldwin at the end of Baldwin's career and Lockett, but Lockett's kind of always been a little fella, a speedster, but the older he gets, he's not as fast as he used to be. Yeah. Um, I, I think I think that would be a lot of fun. I'm also tired of watching Russell Wilson have to come from behind all the time. That's be true. Special. I want to see them actually get him some weapons for once. Uh, something did, they did just they, seem to. Do they still have a uh, Schottenheimer? Yes, running the running See, the offense. That that's where I'm a little scared. You know, like I, I just I don't I don't think they're gonna ever do anything outside of the box. You know, and I maybe know. I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. I know. I know. Um, maybe that guy'll get fired. Number five for me, Lavisca Chenault. Now it, it, this is where I think we get a little different on yeah, what I our. Didn't have, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't have Chenault in mind. I knew okay. you. I had a feeling you were going. To. Dude, I love Lavisca Chenault. He is massive. He can make everything. Every play on the field, he's unbelievable. Uh, the biggest thing is he's just got to stay healthy, right? So, so long as he can stay healthy, I've got him as the number five uh, receiver in this draft, and I think he would belong with the Minnesota Vikings. Without Stephon Diggs, they don't really have a number one guy. I mean, they got Thielen. I understand they got guys, but Chenault, as a a physical freak, would fit perfectly with Kirk Cousins' offense. Um, I understand. They lost their offensive coordinator, all that kind of stuff. I think they're going to be just fine. Um, Michael actually jumped in. He said, I know he has health issues. I hope Denver steals him if he drops. Uh, I think he's going to drop further than Denver's. Like, Denver could steal him in the second round if he goes in the second. I think think some of these guys are going to drop because of the sheer fact that there are numbers. Yeah. I mean, there's there's so many wide receivers. There are a lot of them, and there aren't a lot of offensive linemen coming out. There aren't a lot of elite uh, defensive players coming out, and I think there's a lot of these guys. Yeah, a lot of a lot of wide receivers this year. Um, a lot of running backs too, by the way. I mean, just yeah, that's what I'm saying. Numbers. I think those two positions, because there's so many, you're going to see guys in in this the second day yeah. get drafted pretty well. So yeah, I like so, I like Chenault in uh, in Minnesota. I think he fits really well in a dome. I I, I think it'd be great. I'm going to tell you this: this is a draft. Minnesota's front office has to hit. Oh yeah. So I was looking back when I was looking at the Minnesota. Cleveland deal, which we'll get to later, earlier today. Minnesota, if they're wise, they just trade all their picks because they haven't hit on a first-round pick in like five years. In forever. I mean, that is – Bill Belichick is doing better than they are draft-wise. I mean, they're just not – Yeah, it's good. been bad. If, if, they don't, if they don't make a pick and hit on – and one, that's the reason so many of these teams get in cap trouble, especially teams that compete every year and are in the playoff run every year like they've been. Yeah. If you don't hit on first-round picks, then you're going to always be in cap trouble because you can't ever let somebody go for a cheaper star. Yeah, the you odds of finding somebody... Nose. You're, paying, you're paying full freight for every star player you have strictly because you can't draft one. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I know, I know Broncos fans are really wanting a wide receiver in this draft. I think, I think you can get, get one, one late. I, th- I think you can get one late. I don't think you got to take one in the first round. Like well, if Ruggs falls one, to him. You can take one. That's fine. Yeah. I didn't pick them because all the teams I have these guys going to, like I said, it's all strength on strength. Yeah. It's all, if you're not a big, fun, explosive offense, I didn't put you in here. I just didn't. I didn't. I don't have my Patriots in here. I think the Browns have a chance to be a big, fun, explosive offense. They got to prove me something. So, I, you yeah. know, so I, these are all teams that I think are fun to watch and are going to be fun to watch right now. You know what would be insane is uh, if the Bron- – I mean, it, obviously we saw Drew Locke in college, and he was the king of the deep ball at Missouri. I mean, any yeah. one of these speedster guys. Uh, now, if he got a rugs, yeah, that'd be, that'd be or sick. Or, now, obviously, again, this won't be a first-round guy. It might be late first round, but I'm, I'm looking more second round. Maybe even third round, Denzel Mims at Baylor. Now, I don't have Mims, him as my sixth so, guy. So Mims but, and and uh, Chanel, I did not have on my list. That's uh, yeah. That who's who's your fifth guy? Let's go. So and my get fifth guy's T Higgins. Is that who you got? That's as your sixth? I got him number six. Yep. Okay. Yep. So my where I have T going is Baltimore, and and it's strictly strength on strength. It's um, 
they already have a speed demon running, uh, receiving, uh, back in, uh, in, uh, Hollywood Brown. Yep. Golly, my brain went, went, went dead for a minute there. <laughs> get, get a big physical receiver to pair with him. Um, I, I, I like that combination a lot. It gives, uh, Jackson, another just super versatile player to uh, to to just kind of help give him more weapons and and let that offense spread out more and and just make them far more dangerous than they already are. Yeah, I could I could see that. I could one hundred percent see that. Um, I think they're going to roll a little more on defense this year, but I I could be completely wrong. I think they feel good about their offense, um, but we will see. We will obviously see. I've got T Higgins going to the Packers. Uh, I think the Packers need serious wide receiver help. Uh, they Their offense was complete garbage last year. Uh, I think Aaron Rodgers still has stuff in the tank. I know you're not a big Rodgers fan. Totally get it. Totally makes sense. But it's not like the guy forgot how to throw the football. He can still spin it. He can let it go. Um, I I think he would be magnificent in Green Bay. Like, he is, he's so big. He's so fast. And nobody really wants to talk about him. But if you remember that national championship game, not this past year, but the year before against Alabama, T. Higgins was an absolute beast. Now, everybody wanted to talk about Justin Ross. I get it, because Ross made some ridiculous catches. But Higgins, I mean, has been unbelievable for his entire career at Clemson. Yes, he played some trash teams, but he stepped up in big-time situations and and showed out, and always showed out. I, I think Higgins is... He'll he'll be a steal for somebody uh, in in the second round of this draft, and it wouldn't surprise me to see him go in the first. Like I could see him go before Chenault. I think Chenault, as far as as far as overall talent goes, Chenault is better. But Higgins, you ain't got to worry about the medical issues. So no, like, and he, I, I, is Higgins, Higgins is bigger too, right? Oh yeah, he's quite a bit bigger. Yeah, he's, a, he's I mean he's a big boy. I, I think well, I think Chenault is big too. They're both like six three ish. Uh, okay, and weigh, yeah. you know, 225, Chenault, whatever. Yeah, you're right. Chenault's pretty big, too. Yeah. They're, they're both big I, guys. Uh, and I think Chenault's overall ceiling is higher, but I, I don't think you ever have to worry about Higgins, like, not showing no, up for either. a game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, once again, I've told you, I think this is the deepest draft. I think the only way we get bust is if one of these guys ends up in purgatory. And there's yeah. just no – you're the only offensive weapon on some of these teams, and there's nothing you can do about it. I mean, we're, we're not even talking about the kid from Notre Dame, the kid from Arizona State, uh, Denzel Mims we don't have on. I mean, yeah. No, I mean, like I said, no, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of talent. There's a TCU kid coming out. Like, there's a Oh, yeah, uh, uh, Rager. Yeah. yeah, he's ridiculous. There's a ton of wide receiver talent coming in this draft. I mean, it's – I think it's going to be the deepest and best wide receiver draft we've ever seen when it's all said and done. Yeah. And the only way I think these five guys bust is if they go to just some organization that kills them. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I really think they're I, – I, I don't want to say bust-proof, but I just think the offenses are so complex and so complicated in college now. These kids come out more prepared. There's a reason we're seeing – it used to be a thing where the third-year wide receiver was the breakout year. Yeah. And then – a couple of years ago, it became the second year wide receiver was a breakout year. I mean, now there's guys. And now first year. you're yeah. you're breaking out. Some guys are able to break out pretty good the rookie year just for the simple fact that everybody's far more polished. They've had so many more reps than they've ever had running far more complicated schemes. Well, and when we when we had Cecil Hurd on, we talked about the fact that some guys can come in super prepared over the last five, ten years or so. Because their high school programs are run like college programs. Well, that, that's it. Like, Every everything has become more advanced than it used to be. Yeah, we're we're just we're just one. Everybody's a little a little closer to the pros than than they've ever been. You got that um, right. So you, you pick one of your boys. You don't get to pick both of them. Pick one of your boys. Forget about what's the most fun. One of your boys. Where do you want them to go? Uh, pick both. Pick one. And let me let me take Judy. And obviously, I, I would love to have him on the Steelers. Like, I, I don't know who he would play in front of. Uh, I think he could end up playing in front of everybody other than Smith Schuster. Like, I, I think he can be that good. I'd love to have Judy on on the Steelers. I think he'd be great. Too bad they don't have a first round pick. I know, I know. He, I ain't worried. If, about if it. I could pair, if I could, pick, if I could pick one of these players for my Patriots, it would be Justin. 
I, I really yeah, I can believe mainly that. because I know I, I can't believe Bill didn't take Debo Samuels last year over over the because what does Bill value more than anything else? Guys that can do more than one thing. Yeah. Versatility is the most important thing to him. Availability and versatility. That's it. He yeah. doesn't care your skill set. He doesn't he really doesn't. Oh, you're not the best at this. I don't care. I need somebody who can do a lot of things because of We'll create tricks for you. Yeah. It's what we do as coaches, and which is why I, it made I, sense that the 49ers took him. I oh yeah, no Shanahan doubt. No doubt. It the same Bill way. didn't take him. Kyle Shanahan is is that next guy in my brain um, to do that. But uh, I I think I wonder if he went wide receiver, and I got to pick one of these guys for my team. I I would say I'd want it to be him, not because he's the LSU guy. I think his route running is perfect, and I think Bill likes that. I think yeah. I think they need somebody who's smart enough to learn everything that they want to do as quickly as they want to do it. You know, uh, you know who I. It, this is way off topic. We're already twenty nine and a half minutes into this thing. Uh, yeah. Off topic. I rediscovered the Pat McAfee show this morning. <laughs> like. I know this is way off topic. He was interviewing all these different NFL guys. He had Steven Goskowski on today. Uh, he had Joe Schubert, you know, from your your Browns, who's now with the Jaguars. Um, that that dude is entertaining as who knows what. I'd, I'd love for this show to get to that point. Good God. it's a, He's so entertaining all the time. Uh, he's famous already. He has I know. access to people to bring on. We don't have access to anybody. I mean, he's a former NFL guy. Of course he's going to, you know. Yeah. He just calls them up, you know, FaceTimes with all of them on the on the show, and it's fantastic. But I can watch it on YouTube in here. I, I was watching it at work pretty regularly. I got here, never turn on the TV in the mornings anymore. Turn it on this morning. Boom, McAfee show. I'm like, okay, sweet. Um, let's see. Michael jumped in. He said, if I had to take one for uh, for the Broncos, I would take Ruggs. Speed guy opposite Sutton. He said, uh, I would take any of those six to pair with Sutton and Fant, though. Yeah, I think I agree yeah. with that. No, I, wouldn't. Like it, I, I really wouldn't be upset with any of these the, guys. The speed I guy mean, for Denver, just like we talked about, Drew Locke, he, king of the deep ball, man, he, yeah. it'd be perfect there. Perfect there. Um, <clears throat> you got you to see what Fangio wants to do with that offense, though. I mean, that's, that's what's scary is. Man, I don't think Fangio's going to do anything with it. I think Fangio's going to let his OC and Elway do it. But yeah, I, think, I think you're probably right. Let's, Fangio's uh, going to take a defensive guy. Yeah, probably. Probably first round. If Vic had a choice, he's going to say, uh, who's the best defensive player? Yep, that's who we're taking. That's who we're taking. All right, um, let's go on and move into the next time, and we'll spend uh, the next 15 minutes kind of rolling through these fairly quickly. Um, Odo Beckham Jr. on the Browns trading block, question mark? Uh, You know, there were reports, obviously, that's been trending, that's been a a big deal here lately. Uh, I, I don't know... If it's legit or not, and you came across some information that was uh, was telling, go ahead and fill me in on this. So I woke up this morning and I saw all this, and I immediately got pissed off first because I saw it was for a second and a fifth, and I thought every receiver out there this year has gone for a first. We can't get a damn first for a guy who I believe at his peak is better than both those guys. Yeah. I think he's the most athletic receiver. If he can be healthy, which I don't think he's – I think he's healthy. I think the reason he sucked last year was because Baker sucked. I, I And Freddie yeah. Kitchen was they, – they had a 1,000-pound anchor called Freddie Kitchen. And and Baker Mayfield um, was just terrible. And, you know, so, so that's just part of it. Um, and it's not like this would be a salary dump either because, like, they got cap space. Well – a yeah, they've got cap space, and B he makes he's he's probably the best receiving contract that you can have right now. Um, he makes substantially less. I mean, he's his average salary is around thirteen to fourteen million a year, and these other guys are making sixteen million dollars. Yeah, plus twenty twenty is the last year of all his guaranteed money, but he's locked up through the year of twenty twenty three. So you've got him free and clear after that. If he's good, if he stays great, then you have him for a really, really uh, valuable contract. And if he ever starts being a problem again, or you need to dump him or trade him, he's easy to trade or cut because he costs you nothing after that. You got uh, no dead money after. So, so he's so much more valuable in all of those aspects than Hopkins or Diggs is because of the money. Um, and, and so I was pissed off. And I don't know why they're getting rid of him when we don't we don't know 
what this team could actually look like without an idiot running it. Okay. So anyway, this afternoon, a lot of tweets start coming in and a lot of information starts coming in news from the Browns organization, the media from the Browns, very, very close beat writers um, working with them saying, look, we haven't heard anything. No, we don't know where this information is coming from. Then you go to the beat writers from Minnesota who also work very close to the team. If you watch some of these teams, you'll see Adam Schefter and the big guys, Ian Rappaport breaking big news. Some of the teams, it's always a local beat writer that breaks the news. Cleveland and Minnesota are two teams that work with their beat writers to get them hits and access more than most do. And everybody has said, these two teams aren't talking. This, this conversation just didn't happen. And then they all believe this was all made up by a, a radio guy out of New York. And the only, the only logical reason anybody can think of this is, is you've got some dude that's butthurt, that's a butthurt Giants fan that wants to stir the pot and, and throw Odell's name out there as if things are a problem. And it's that kind of stuff that just pisses me off because, A, I've spent all day cussing my own team now trying to figure out <laughs> what the hell is going on in Cleveland. And then now come find out it's just a dude, and then I'm defending Odell again because since he's left New York, he hasn't been a problem. Yeah. I mean, if you're he right. wanted to be a diva, if he really was a problem, last year was a spectacular chance for him to be a problem he, because he could his quarterback have a was lot. trash and his head coach was the dumbest head coach to ever don a headset in the NFL. And I, he was pretty kosher the entire year. Yeah, he. The, you never really heard any issues out of him all year. It, it I was, think it his was problems were in New York. Uh, you're probably he's right not there anymore, and I think he's going to be just fine. And if some, t- if Cleveland did decide to trade him, then great. I hope he goes somewhere that's not a mega city like that, where he can stay clean and stay cool, and and do a great job. I want him to stay in Cleveland. I really want to see what this ship can look like with a competent and, head coach. And I've told you, the Baker thing doesn't scare me anymore. <laughs> I know this sounds insane, but once they once they signed. Uh, my brain just went away again. Uh, Case Keenum. Case Keenum. Yep. Because Stefanski knows if Baker can't cut it, but this team looks good and they're poised to go on a run, I'll yank that kid in a second. Yeah. Because I got a guy who I know knows the offense. Yeah. A guy that, that can obviously run what he does. Yeah. yeah. I, so Baker will either get better or he'll sit down. Yeah. And I, I think, I mean, Case Keenum, like he's, he's good enough that guys like Odell Beckham – can can make him better. Yeah. You know? And they've shored up this offensive line. Makes me so happy. They've spent so much money in free agency on offensive linemen. I, I don't even know where I'd want to go in this draft. Once I'd probably draft another O lineman because the rest of our O line are really expensive right now. <laughs> and I it's one of those things where if we get into cap trouble, if we draft somebody and they're a stud, we can trade A, the O linemen have great value. So yep. we could trade an offensive lineman for for something and free up some cap space too. Not a bad um, idea. That that would be that would be my my pick. I, I don't know offensively. I'd take anybody else. I mean, I really don't. I, I think, mean, they're they're pretty stacked on offense and defense. I mean, they got talent be, across yeah, the board. I really. I mean, a perfect scenario. I want Simmons to fall, but Simmons ain't falling to ten. No, I, just, I, I think I think Simmons ends up going like top six, top seven. I do, no, I do too. Yeah. I, now, if he falls, if he falls. Nobody. Will Somebody's be coming up to get him. Like somebody will up. be happier. I, I don't. I don't want the Browns to waste any more draft capital to move up to try to get him. But I'd sure love to have him fall. Oh yeah. No. I. I, I think everybody. Would. If they could listen like, now, if they could be some dirty being, pool. He, he may be the best player in the draft. Nasty rumors yeah. about Simmons out here to make him fall. If <laughs> anybody's got a picture of him in a bong gas mask, I'll take it right now. There you go. There you go. Not uh, upset about it. Let's. Uh, hey, let me. Let me ask you this right quick. What do you think okay. about the Browns' new uniforms? I like them. I, 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 I don't think they're new. I think they're well, it's, going it's classic. back to like yeah. the traditional, the classic, and I like it a lot. Yeah, I, I didn't notice a, a humongous difference. I'm, uh, but I, I, I like for it for uniforms. A lot. I'm either traditional. I, I don't. I don't ride the middle of the fence with uniforms. I either like teams that do super new, modern things, Seattle when they go crazy and stuff like that. 
or I want traditional classic. Yes. I If you try to do a little modern with the traditional, I think it always looks weird. Like Atlanta? <laughs> I don't like Atlanta's at all. But the Falcons look I, like now, trash. It's hard for me to separate because I like to make fun of Atlanta. I uh, like to make fun of the Falcons. I think I everybody does. I don't know why. It's they never did anything wrong to me. I think Atlanta's one of the most fun cities to go yeah. hang out and go. I, I like the Falcons. I've always liked the Dirty Birds. Like I, yeah, I, I, I got but I, I know, but I, I make know. fun I like of them the all the time. Like I like I'm, but but I'm going to crap on the Falcons. I think Matt Ryan's a nerd. I just think he's a, <laughs> I just think he's a goofy he's a dork. Matty Ice. He's a dork. Somebody's put him in a locker. Yeah. Matt, he's Matty just, Ice. He's uh he, he's fun. I mean Matty Ice. He's not Matty Ice. I know, right? It's that's a cool that's nickname. nickname. <laughs> Iceman was cool. He's not cool. Yeah, no. <laughs> Nobody has ever gone out with that guy and been like, you know what? He's really cool. Uh, Michael jumped like, in. He's a really nice guy. Yeah, that's pretty much it, right? I took uh, him for a thousand dollars. Michael said the Falcons do look terrible. Yeah, yeah, they do. Um, all right, so let's let's move on. Topic number three or four or whatever the hell this is. Um, UFC. I am stoked about this. The May 9th right. card. They've already started talking actually, about. This. Are we actually doing this? So they say. Now all the fights have been agreed to. Uh. Contingent on the idea that it actually happens, it this one is supposed to happen on Fight Island, and I mean the UFC so actually one, publicized. He's leaving, so this one we're leaving the state of California. We're just we, saying, we are leaving the United States of America, brother. I'm we we that. are leaving and we are going to to Fight Island. We are going to a private island where all the infrastructure is being built, and the only thing they're gonna have on this island is an arena to fight in. That's it. No spectators. No nothing. But I want you to listen to this card, okay? Okay. Ferguson Gaethje, headlining. That is the interim lightweight title fight. That's the, that's the one we wanted. Yep. Okay. Uh, Henry Cejudo against uh, Dominic Cruz. That is the bantamweight title fight. So that's two right there. Yeah. Then you got Amanda Nunez against Felicia uh, Spencer. That is the uh, featherweight women's title fight. That's three title fights. Before you even get to the undercard, which in and of itself would have been a good enough card to watch anyway. You got Nagano against Rosenstruck. You got St- uh, Stevens against, uh, uh, what is it, Cotter, Cater, Keeter? Whatever, <laughs> I can't read my own writing. Um, you got uh, you got Cowboy Cerrone against Showtime Pettis, which is an I love, incredibly... I still love watching Cowboy. I uh, know he's lost a step. And, but but so, so is Showtime. Showtime yeah, Pettis. Been, like These amazing. are fan... Friendly fights. Like, th- these are fan favorites, these two. So, Pettis against Cerrone, that's a big one. You got Greg Hardy against DeCastro. That's a fun one. Obviously, a lot of people, it, it, we can talk about all of Greg Hardy's stuff that happened in the past all we want to. Bottom line is, people like to watch him fight. That's It is what it is. He's a professional athlete. He's good at what he does. Uh, and then you got Olenek against uh, Fabricio Wordham. And, man, like this, it, along with all of the undercard stuff, it is slammed like there's enough for two pay-per-views in this one like if i were them i would have split this thing in two and done it on two different nights yeah or save it if like because at one point in time he said you know if they originally did the one that they were supposed to do last week if they did that one they were going to do like every two weeks have a fight but now they're going to get to the point where they have to do it like they'll have a fight on thursday a fight on friday a fight on saturday and they, like they, to be able to catch back up because they got to do forty two events for ESPN in order to get their contract, so they got to get their money. Well, yeah, hey, whoa, whoa, now ESPN told them don't and cut the last one. Uh, yeah, but they cut. They, but they still have to hit because of contractual obligations. It it's got nothing to do with uh, with natural disasters or or act of gods or anything or acts of God. I whatever. Get it. I get it. I'm just. But, I'm making a. I know. I'm with you. All these people want their content, but they want to control when you do it and how you do it. Well, it, oh, I, we don't like the optics, so we I don't told want you, you to do it right now. I told but you it had to do with it being shit done. it was in California, and because of their political ties in California, Disney's political ties in California, they couldn't do it there. But if they're doing it on on international soil, I mean, you can't stop them from doing that. That's a, so. If it's on some private island somewhere, cheers to it, my brother. Cheers to it. Uh, let's jump into this last topic right quick. We'll uh. We'll, we'll argue this for just a few minutes because I don't think this one will take uh, forever. But this is from yesterday. This is the topic that you and I were going to discuss uh, to end yesterday's show, and I ended up having to go out and fix my fence. 
So, okay. Um, and by the way, uh, Michael jumped in. He said Gavin Newsom is terrible. Yeah, maybe. I mean, you know, I don't know. It seems like he's got a pretty good grasp on uh, on, on what this thing has been doing, this COVID stuff. But uh, anyway, the this is the first thing he's done good in in his entire term. Yeah, but but even now, he because he's talking about not bringing back pro sports until twenty twenty one. Yeah. But then you're gonna have NFL teams leaving the the state. You're gonna have major league baseball teams leaving the state to go play, like he, all that. So he's trying to. He's I get, trying I get to make doing. it make it safer than it needs to. Be. He's trying to make it more extreme than it needs to be. Yeah. And somehow he thinks that'll make him look good. But he's he's done a good job with this stuff. He hasn't been bad. But up until then, I follow a lot of guys that live in L.A. and don't. Yeah. I know. Pretty, wor- pretty worthless. Yeah, I'm with you. Go ahead. All right, so the question is, the first team to win the college football national title, and it is out of a group, okay? This is out of this group, a non-Ohio State Big Ten team, okay. a non-Clemson ACC team, or a Pac-12 team. Now, the the numbers will tell you that other than USC winning it in 2004, no team west of the Mississippi River has won a national championship in what twenty years. It's I mean, been I, it, a while. It may have been longer been than long, that. I can't remember it's what been the exact a long stat. time. So, uh, oh, because, Texas. Okay, Texas. Okay, so so USC and Texas were the only two. I think I think those are the only two. And then, other than SEC teams, you've got Clemson, Florida State, Florida State. Yep, that's it. Yeah. I mean, it's been the SEC for a long time. Well, yeah, we went through a run of the BCS where it was. I mean, that, was and then and then Ohio State. So Clemson, Florida State, yeah. Ohio State, Texas, USC, and then your Alabama, Auburn, I don't LSU, know how Florida. Far back we're going. When was the last Miami championship? That was in the two thousand one. Oh, no, Ohio State that year. To, uh, the oh, Willis yeah. McGahee year. That was that was way over twenty years, right? How no, old no, two thousand one was Miami. Two thousand two is the Miami team that lost to Ohio State. Oh, then okay. Well, it's yeah. twenty years in. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that makes sense. Makes sense. Either way, uh, so non Ohio State Big Ten, non Clemson ACC, or a Pac twelve team, who is the first to win a college football national title going forward? So I tried to make a list of teams that realistically have a chance in that group. All I right? did the same thing. And and here's and here's my list. I've got Oregon. <laughs> USC, but I think Clay Helton would have to lose his job. Yeah. I think Wisconsin can win a championship. I think Penn State can win a championship. I think, I know I'm going to get shit on for this. I think Michigan can win a championship, even though yesterday I said that Notre Dame ceiling was it. Um, I think Florida State, now a lot of that is love for Mike Norvell. Um uh, with the way these teams are constructed. Hey, by the way, now if, those are the exact same teams that I had written down here. Now, let me tell you something. If Urban Meyer takes over Arizona State tomorrow, they they now have a shot at this, okay? Like, we know that we have to go all. with what we got. Yeah. We we can't we can't say, you know. At just just base it on the coaches that you got right now that, it, with, you know, what you, you can tell right what they're now, doing. I put USC in there in name only. I do not believe Clay Helton can win a national title. No. But I also don't think Clay Helton is a bad coach. But we also understand what the situation is at USC, and that is that Clay Helton will eventually uh, lose his job. Lose his so, job, yes. Yeah, and so that that's my guess. Um, um, if I had to pick one gun to my head right now, one of these teams – I got it. The closest, the closest, I think, is Penn State. I trust that coach the most. Really? And I think that program, they're pretty damn talented year in and year out. They are. Now, here, my answer is Oregon. Uh, By the way, that would be my second choice. Matt and Michael both said, uh, that's a great question. Uh, I have to ride with the Pac 12. And Matt said the Pac 12. Um, Now, it, we were talking about specific teams. Specific teams, um, not a conference, not anything. Yeah, yeah, we're trying to narrow down specific teams. If you give me the field, I'll take Pac-12. Hey, I get, I get twelve teams. Yeah, but you also get USC and Oregon. I get, yeah, I get both them. And if Chip Kelly just happens to turn things around at UCLA, I don't we don't know that in two years UCLA doesn't look like Oregon, and it just took Chip a little while to figure it out. Yeah, but it, Oregon was immensely talented. 
uh, when Chip once Kelly again, took over because of Michael Lattie. We don't know Lattie. in two yeah. years UCLA won't be able to do that. It's not like talent's not in California. No, that's that's true. But it, with as bad as the recruiting has been the last two seasons, it's going to take longer than that for them to get okay. to a national point. Oregon is is relatively close. They were number 12 in recruiting in the country this past year, number 7 the year before that, uh, number 13 the year before that, and uh, it was still top 20, I think number 19 or 18, whatever it was. Uh, Matt jumped in and said, Washington, no, no not now. Uh, I don't know, but even I don't still, know they, who their coach is. If you told me they were Chris Peterson there, they'd be in this conversation, absolutely. Well, even still, they still don't recruit at a high level. Matt jumped care, in and said, Chris Peterson. Uh, you know, but you know me in college, though. I'm a, you know why I picked Penn State over Oregon? Because I trust the coach. Yeah, no, I, I can understand that. Would you uh, trust Tra- Franklin over Cristobal? I would trust Cristobal over Franklin. That's crazy. That's in the end game coaching. That's just the the resume. I don't think it's crazy at all. Cristobal at all. Well, no, not yet. But you can build a team. But we got a resume of him blowing games. In Franklin's of him. Of him making mistakes. Yeah, okay. Him I, making mistakes. I understand in where you're coming from. But Franklin unprepared. Franklin did the same thing. He's done the same stuff against think about the the biggest game that you can remember for Penn State that was against Ohio State this the year after they won the Big Ten, when they got left out of the playoff. They what was it, fourth and four or fourth and five or whatever? Um and they, they run a draw play. I mean it was against like yeah. on the side of Chase Young. So like it, terrible decisions. All yeah. around, but I, I'm with you. Here's uh, Matt said ACC teams always screw up somehow during the season. There's not another other than Florida State. Oh no! Like and Miami has got Nor- talent. Too. I trust Norvell to go down there and 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 and, and figure some that things show. out. Yeah, that's it. That's it. I need Mike Norvell to make you them look like the University of Memphis with Florida players instead of University of Memphis players. Then they absolutely can win a national championship. Other than yeah. that. I'd love for Virginia Tech to be on this. I've been yeah, so hard, yeah, but, but I'm just wrong. I'm just well, wrong. No, they're they're just they're not they're not going to be talented enough to be able to win a national championship. Quint, because Quinte it, just ain't he he just don't have it. No, he just for not whatever that reason level. Yeah, for whatever reason that that's what happened. Uh, Matt said uh, the Pac-12. Uh, could, no, he said uh, two up and down in the Big Ten. Pac-12 could just have a team that plays a great schedule while an SEC team is too bit up. Uh, yeah. Michael said Oregon probably the closest. I'd like to see Utah maybe ASU. And then Matt said Washington has built up immunity to COVID nineteen, so they will then infect everyone as they play. <laughs> I'm so glad we have these chats, man. <laughs> I swear. I um, do think that Oregon's probably the closest. I I, I just, think if if I had a playoff game between teams being even, yeah, Franklin and Cristobal, I would take Franklin. I I can understand that. I think I just that would. I think Cristobal understands the the line of scrimmage better than Franklin does. At I don't he may not always have a better line, but man, I mean their offensive line this past year was a wrecking ball and their defensive line has gotten ridiculous, man. Their front seven yeah, on the it's defense. Because is he's a insane. Meathead. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. That's what you have to have to win. Coach. I love that guy on my coaching staff. I don't want a meathead for a head coach. I just don't. You got you got Ed Orgeron at LSU. What are you talking about? He's like the Ed king Orgeron, of the meatheads. Ed, Ed Orgeron is absolutely not a meathead. He's not a genius, but he's just a – there's a difference between country strong and crazy. He Ed Orgeron does not look like a meathead. You know what I mean by meathead. I know. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I know. You're talking about a dude I with know. a 24-inch waist and a 52-inch chest. Yeah. Arms so big that he can't hold his dangling when he pees. A- All right? That's Cristobal. <laughs> That's a meathead. That's a guy that looks in the gym and just stares at himself all day long. I, I think Oregon is playing SEC-type football right now, and I think that because they play the same style of football as Clemson, LSU, Alabama, et cetera, uh, if they can persuade enough kids that are out there on the West Coast to come there to be the preeminent program, I think that Oregon can win because I, I think that the schedule sets up easier for them than it does for a Penn State. Oh, yeah. So that, that's where oh, I'm coming yeah. from. Penn State it, so. is always going to have a much difficult schedule. Uh, Far schedule. Uh, Matt said Nike has to get them some more flashy uniforms and uh, and get some kids coming up for the bling bling. And he also said, yah, 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 football. And Michael jumped in. He, he asked this question. Any non-power conference teams, SMU, Memphis, um, no. <laughs> There's not a group of five team that will be able to win a national championship with the way that things are currently constructed. Yeah. It just won't have. I'd love to see it. I think it'd make this sport insanely more interesting. 
If, but it's if not going to happen. We we would need a lot to change, but if there is a program capable of doing it, it will be UCF. Yeah, because right now. they have the biggest school alumni like in the country. Well, not alumni, but uh 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 enrollment. They're the, they're the largest school in the country. They have a gazillion dollars. Okay? Yeah, it's it's they a don't lot. have old money like Harvard and Stanford and in those places. They got new money. Yeah, they their endowment new, is still pretty big. Yeah, they got new tech money, which is stupid. And they kind of like that they're the little guy. I'm going to tell you, if somebody could build a Power Five team of athletes that could compete with the big boys, it's them. Yeah. Now, it, now they're, they're recruiting. Yeah, they they're recruiting is right not now, there yet. But but it's not. I, I can't tell you in five six years they won't. Yeah. Now it, it it all depends. I mean, we still don't really know about Josh Heupel. I mean, we got to oh, see no, what he no. does. Once but, again, in five six years, a lot could change. A lot, yeah, a lot can change. But but they're the only program strictly because of their money and location. That's it. Matt said UCF also has the bikini girls. That, that's true. Yeah, that's no, true. I'm just telling you, money being in, you have to be in. If you're going to be a small school to win, you have to be in Florida or, or Texas. I fully believe, or you can't do it. Because yeah. you've got to be able to find three-star kids that really are five-star kids. They just couldn't read and or nobody could find them because well, they were in the middle of nowhere. It's playing. what Baylor did. It's what Matt Rule did at Baylor. Yeah, it was and, just and, unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, he, he found talent that wasn't being recruited by everybody else and was able to get them in school. Like that's, and those guys were, uh, were unbelievable. It's, it's what, just, it's what Mike Norvell did. Yeah, it's what Mike Norvell did at, uh, at Memphis. He, Memphis, he got yeah. he got the three stars that couldn't get into school at some of these other places, the the Mississippi Delta kids, and right. and got them into Memphis, and right. it worked out brilliantly. I mean, it, my gosh, I mean these some yeah. of these kids were unreal, and he and has when, turned and them when into you're in, NFL when you're in stars. The state, when you're in a state like Florida, you don't have to leave the state. I yeah. mean, you can put together a Power Five, an SEC type school out of just kids in Florida, and hell, I mean, you could probably realistically comb the JUCOs of Florida, Georgia, Alabama, and, and Mississippi, and, and Louisiana, and, and and load up a team. It just takes – at some point in time, you've got to put all those pieces together at the same time. Before we get out of here, i got to correct Michael on something. He said, I'd take the California girls over UCF bikini girls any day. It ain't the same, brother. It, it, I've yeah, been out there. man, I've been out, I've been out west, and it's nice, but it, – It ain't the same as Southern girls. It just ain't. No. And we can no. have that discussion some other time if we want to it's get into really, that. It's really not. But uh, but it, it ain't the same. It ain't the same. You need to come down here, see what you see what we're working with, and then and then go back home. <laughs> but you gotta be careful. See, this this Cali girls, I'm gonna bet are, are, are soft emotionally. Oh, Lord, I don't yeah, know I'll, this. I'm criticizing people. You come you come to the south and you talk crazy. crazy to a girl, she will beat your ass. hundred percent. hundred percent. So that's it's what toughened us up. Michael said, I hadn't been south past Texas. He said, I'll come down. That's I've already invited him down to Memphis. Said, Bring it on, brother. We'd love to have you. All right, uh, we've gone 56 minutes deep in this. This was a fun conversation today. I, I feel like we're getting better every day. That's my plan. That's my plan. We get the reps in. We keep these conversations going. I love talking about this kind of stuff. We uh, Hopefully, we'll have Felica on sometime next week, kind of prepping for the draft a little bit. I talked to him last night. Uh, you know, we'll we'll invite some more guests on and whatnot, and we'll... You know, we'll figure this thing out. But we will keep having conversations that are interesting, at least to us. But if you have any ideas, you want to email them to us, uh, Gary at winningcureseverything.com, Chris at winningcureseverything.com, or just hit us up on Twitter. Uh, he's at Chris B. Giannini. I'm at Gary WCE. Or you can obviously text the show's account. That's at Winning Cures. We would appreciate that. Make sure that you leave some nice comments, nice reviews. Subscribe to the show. We're on Twitch. We're on Periscope. We're on YouTube. We're on where just go to winningcureseverything.com. It's got everything up there. Everything that you could possibly need. Chris, anything else we need to hit, brother? Yeah, Brian. That is it. All right. We hope you guys have a good afternoon. We will see you all again the same time tomorrow. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at Gary WCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.